welcome to the Toxic American Podcast. My name is Rudy, and I will be your host for this episode. I'm your only host, actually. Um, I've been getting a lot of uh, comments and a lot of DMs and a lot of uh, reaction to the podcast. Most of it seems to be positive. I see a lot of downloads. Um, really excited about it. Really appreciate you guys listening. Really appreciate the feedback. Um, as always, you can find me on Twitter, Rudy with a permit or at toxic American, uh, DMS are open. Uh, you can put it on the timeline, but, uh, if you have a topic that you'd like me to discuss, if you have a question, anything like that, feel free to DM it to me and I will, uh, address it. If you don't want me to mention, uh, who you are or your handle or anything on Twitter, that's fine. Just let me know. You don't want me to mention, I'll probably hit you back with a, uh, hey, is it okay if I mention this? Yes, no, maybe, so whatever. But <clears throat> now that we've got kind of the uh, business and the particulars out of the way, one of the things I I see a lot happen on Twitter, um, being that I'm forever entrenched in gun Twitter, which I love, absolutely love it. Some of the best people in the friggin' world are in the gun Twitter spaces that area, that neighborhood of Twitter. Um, I want to tackle the subject that not a lot of you understand or might not even know. Um, and it, it's very difficult really to explain because there's a lot of nuance that goes into it. But that subject is the art of the false premise. And the reason I put it that way as the art of the false premise, um, because it is kind of an art form in the way that it is constructed. But generally the people doing it probably don't understand what they're doing. <clears throat> So I'll try to break this down as, as much as I can. Um, so let's, let's just start with what false premise is. So we'll start kind of with a rough definition, I guess. Um, basically a false premise is an incorrect position or proposition that forms the basis of an argument. Generally it's an assumption the premise will be an assumption or it will be a talking point generally when it comes to guns and, you know, abortion and some other hot topics. I'm going to try to keep this just to the, the gun world and firearms and the Second Amendment. <clears throat> but it, it basically lays the groundwork. It, it lays, it creates a battlefield for the opposing party. So the person uh, laying out the false premise is basically laying the groundwork of where you guys are going to argue. And if you buy into it, you're kind of set up to lose from the get go. Obviously it's a false premise. The problem comes in is that most people don't realize that they're arguing on a false premise and a false premise is something as simple as just seeding some ground in an argument to another person. It's validation of an already incorrect point and therefore you're going to argue on it. So even though it might be an, a, an incorrect point or premise, 
strictly anti-gun and they're arguing from the basis of you know <clears throat> they've read the second amendment even though they don't understand it and they will say something to the effect of well that only applies to muskets or the arms that were available at the time and i see so many of you jump in there and say well at the time these this 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 and this were available in this repeating arm and blah 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 you can't do that you've already you've you validated their point now i understand where you probably don't you don't see how you validated their point because you said well i just disproved it no you didn't it doesn't matter necessarily that you disprove it you've created validity by even engaging in such a nonsensical argument i mean no one no one, even the same person who argues that the Second Amendment should only apply to a musket <clears throat> or the arms that were available at the time is ignorant of the subject as they may be, that same person would not say that the First Amendment only applies to the printing press and the spoken word and what you write on parchment paper with a, with a quill or what you can, you know, write out or in the sand or some bullshit like that. So why even engage that? I mean, if you want to have that argument with that fool, <clears throat> you have to point out that you're a complete and utter fool if you believe this in, into the Second Amendment part. Or you just hit him back with, okay, well, the First Amendment only applies to, you know, printing press, parchment paper, so I'm going to forward what you just said to the proper authorities and then tag the FBI, the AT, you know, or whatever you want to do if you want to go that route. So many of those arguments that you guys get into, I understand why you do it. I, I don't necessarily fault you for doing, doing that, but you need to understand what you're doing when you do that and that you lend validity to their stupid argument. That means it is, it is so utterly false on its face that it doesn't even dignify a response. That's how ridiculous it is. <clears throat> yes, I know that I've talked about in past episodes about, and you can see me do this on Twitter all the time, when someone says, well, why even engage with these people? It's not like you're going to change their mind. That's 100% correct. I'm almost 100% correct. That's, you know, COVID death rate numbers, you know, or COVID survival rate numbers, 99.99%. I will never change their mind. I'm not trying to necessarily change the mind of the person that I'm arguing with. I am hopeful. I, I truly believe that someone else who might be on the fence, who, who might just be open-minded, sees this uh, argument go down or this discussion, this back and forth, this thread, and maybe it opens their mind. Because how many of us 20 years ago who were around and, and of mind, sound mind 20 years ago, like, you know, in your teens or your early 20s or whatever it was, <clears throat> ever thought, first of all, 20 years ago, you still had the assault weapons ban was in place. And 20 years ago, if you were in the gun world, when I say the term pre-ban, it probably jogs a whole lot of memories in your head that you forgot about. Pre-ban mags, pre-ban uppers, pre-ban this, pre-ban that. It was always in the back of like the gun magazines, the pre-ban this and early, you know, internet websites, pre-ban, pre-ban, pre-ban. We all remember that. 
But 20 years ago, that's where you were. 20 years ago, the Mini 14 was a viable option for you to buy in a gun store brand new, not only because it was fairly inexpensive at around four to $500, but it came with a five round magazine. It didn't have a flash hider, it didn't have a pistol grip. You just bought it and you rolled on, no problem. If you wanted to buy an AR back then, well, does it have this? Does it have that? Blah, blah, blah. It only has this magazine. You got to find the pre-band. They kind of come at a premium. And then once that went down and, you know, one of the good things that W did was basically nothing and let that law expire and boom, now you got $400 ARs from Palmetto State Army Armory that are legit. That really didn't exist. I mean, you had to really put some work in to get that thing, you know, get an AR, do all the things, and then depending on what municipality you're in or where you were, it just wasn't a viable option. But 20 years ago, when that was in place, I don't think many of us had the thought necessarily, the vast majority of us didn't have the thought of what the second amendment really meant the expansion of gun rights coming down the pipe uh concealed carry was not a big deal open carry was definitely not a thing 20 years ago uh constitutional carry i don't even think existed anywhere in the united states at that time and now we have a majority of states with at least concealed carry if not full-on constitutional carry in our uh, country. So there's been this expansion and I see a lot of the talking points are 20 years old. Nothing irks me more than when I'm on Twitter and I see someone having the, this is the biggest one that people fall into. Okay. The AR-15 is an assault rifle. And here comes everyone starting the whole BS of, well, the AR-15 is not an assault rifle because an assault rifle has this, this, and this, or it's full auto, or it has a select fire, blah, 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 fucking blah. Guys and girls, the AR-15 is an assault weapon. Embrace it. It doesn't matter. That's another false premise argument that you're getting bogged down by. Embrace it. There's no rebuttal when you say, yeah, it is an assault weapon and it's protected as, under the Second Amendment under arms. What's your point, Karen? Or male Karen? Do you have a point here? Well, you can't hunt with an AR-15, blah, blah, blah. And here you guys go. Oh, you definitely can hunt. Have you ever been out there when there's been hogs and blah, blah, blah? The Second Amendment wasn't about hunting it's never been about hunting don't get into the false premise argument so let me give you an example here sometimes it's very very difficult to understand the actual false premise so one of the talking points from uh kamala harris or at least whoever's in charge of her her twitter account whatever intern today who's yet to quit her <clears throat> you get this talking point from the crazies from the kooks 
as the old uh, Rush Limbaugh would say, rest in peace, sir. Assault weapons don't belong on our streets. Or assault weapons or military-style rifles do not belong on our streets. Where's the false premise in that argument, in that sentence? Did you pick it out yet? Is it assault weapons? Is it military-style weapons? Is it on our streets? It's the whole thing. The whole thing is a false premise. They're not on the streets. People are on the streets. I've been on streets. I'm not walking around with an AR. There are people that have carried ARs down the streets for, you know, whatever purpose. I don't quite understand why you're walking around with a slung AR, especially going into Starbucks. I mean, it's, it's like the supreme form of narcissism. I don't quite get it. But, you know, to each their own. Why is it that a law-abiding citizen, a non-criminal, can walk around with a slung AR and nothing happens? But a criminal walks into a school with an AR or a synagogue or a mosque or a black church or wherever, a grocery store or Walmart with an assault weapon and now it becomes a problem. So do we see where the false premise in that stupid statement of assault weapons and military style weapons don't belong on our streets? It's the same thing as if, if we were allowed to fully embrace our Second Amendment and have full auto or convert something to full auto. It's neither here nor there, so long as it's not in the wrong hands of some crazy person. You know, you see so many people on, on Twitter and on the internet and on, even on the talking heads on TV talking about the gun problem. Oh, we have this gun problem. Oh, the AR is this, that, or the other. The AR has been readily available commercially for, first of all, all of my life. And it was way available in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, even, even into the 90s. It was very available. But now it's a problem? Why is it now a problem? Hmm. Interesting. So try to understand when someone's arguing on a false premise. It doesn't necessarily have to be the gun debate either. The abortion debate is another one where people argue from a false premise all the time and people engage with a false premise. You know, you see these clowns that get on there and say, well, no one has a right to a, a woman's body. Okay, yes, rape is illegal and it is immoral and it should be punished probably by death. Um, what's your point here, crazy liberal lady? Well, a baby has no right to a woman's organs or labor. Well, well you know, a woman has a right to choose. Yeah. She should have chose uh, not to have unprotected sex or a consent to sex is not consent to pregnancy. 
Well, I hate to tell you, it's a possibility. That's like saying my consent to this boxing match is not a consent to me getting knocked the fuck out. It's a possibility. It's a real big possibility when you're not a boxer. But I see so many of you engage on that crap. Don't even engage on that. If you want to engage, just ask a question. You know, one of my favorite questions to ask is when they say, you know, a consent to sex is not a consent to pregnancy. Okay, when did a woman's uh, consent, when does it start? Generally, that kind of gets them all spun up. They will respond nine times out of ten to that. But that's another topic for another time. Another thing that is very, very close to the false premise is arguing from conclusion. You have so many people that are convinced of, I guess they live in an echo chamber as far as rhetoric and debate and talking points. And so they get into this whole thing of they, th they know that they're right. And so they argue from the conclusion that they're already right, that this thing is the way that they think it. And they will go out, and you see this more with statistical things, and people will post statistics. It's a little more difficult to engage with because you're going to have to go and find your own statistics. You're going to have to go and find counter statistical analysis. We see this with the, you know, there's 30,000 gun deaths a year, and then you realize that they... You know, whoever come up with this number, this statistic, went and factored in suicides. You know, there was 25,000 suicides, whatever the number is. It's always a crazy amount of suicides. But it's a little more devastating to their argument when you come back with the cold, hard facts of, oh, yeah, well, if you factor this, oh, yeah, well, if you factor that, blah, blah, blah. And you can come back and nail them on that. <clears throat> But let's try not to, to, let's focus more on the false premise stuff. You know, and one of the things I see, and I, I'm seeing it less and less, which is a good sign, but I still see it that drives me insane is when someone uses the wrong term in the, in the firearms world and they say, you know, clip instead of magazine and you all want to pile on like, oh, they said clip, it's a magazine, he doesn't even know, blah, 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 blah. Yes, we know they're idiots. We know they don't know the subject. That does us no good to just poke fun and make fun. It does no good to the, to the gun community. You know, yes, we all know instantly you're dealing with a complete fool. Yes, point out how they're a fool. Don't point out like, oh man, he didn't even know thing A was actually thing B. What an idiot. We already know they're an idiot. They probably know they're an idiot. Calling them an idiot is just going to get you banned off of Twitter or at least get you suspended. Let's be smarter. Let's be better, everybody. Have actual kind of cold-hearted arguments that take them down in a, a, a really good way. I mean, I try to remember the Churchill uh, quote. I can't remember it off the top of my head. I've got it somewhere, but it's something to the effect of 
insulting an idiot is one thing, but insulting an idiot to in which he agrees is the ultimate thing. It's something to that effect. I need to look it up. Should have looked it up before I recorded this, obviously. But we're just doing a straight up go run with just some light notes. So it is what it is. And it's just me talking off the top of my head. Not a lot written down. But call them out when you see a false premise argument. Call them out and just say, this is a complete and utter false premise that points to your intelligence or lack thereof. They won't even know what the hell you're talking about when you say that. But they'll be so wound up, they'll come back. They'll have to know. Oh, it's not false premise. And now, once they engage, guess what? You've already called them out. They've re-engaged on the terms of your argument now. And now you can absolutely destroy them. Now you can take it to them. Now you, this is where the hope is for the people who are kind of in the middle or on the fence or who are just open-minded. This is where you can really, we can really gain some traction and we can really make some valid points that get someone to either A, follow us or follow, you know, us and some other people in our little neighborhood of gun Twitter and get them on our side or at least get them leaning that way, at least get them questioning what they think they know, what they thought they knew. And that, that kind of is the same vein of 20 years ago, not really thinking that 20 years ago, I was, Jesus, 19 years old. So technically, I couldn't even buy a pistol. So the idea of even carrying a pistol wasn't in my head, like conceal carry, anything like that. All of my friends at the time that were into guns, none of us really thought about carrying a pistol. But then as time goes on and it becomes a little more commonplace and it kind of becomes the thing and it becomes more socially acceptable, now we have 27 states that allow it to happen. Now we have court decisions that really put the hammer to some very liberal liberal areas in the United States that have been not only anti-gun, but vehemently anti-individual gun for a long time. Washington, D.C. has never really been favorable to firearms. New York City has definitely not been favorable to firearms for a long time. I mean, the only people that had firearms 20 years ago in New York City were the guys getting stopped and frisked and the guys doing the stopping and frisking. That's how it was. I mean, I don't know what the, the gun ownership now in New York City is, but at least there's a chance for it. At least there's there's case law for it. So there is some sort of light there where it was just complete and utter black. There was no light. There was no chance anyone was carrying a pistol legally in the city of New York unless they had a badge or knew a guy, apparently. So... That's, I think that's probably going to wrap it up for tonight. Um, college football season has kicked off here. I think we got Nebraska and Minnesota playing. Well, I think Minnesota's playing. <clears throat> Nebraska's just kind of there. Um, yeah, I know Notre Dame had a game against Navy on Saturday. and Yeah, whatever. Notre Dame, won't. no one's going to be talking about them at the end of the year, except people who really love Notre Dame, all ten of you. But 
I'll wrap it up there. Hopefully you found this uh, kind of intriguing. Maybe this opened your eyes to some of the things you've been doing on the Twitters, the X, whatever we're calling it today. But as always, thanks for listening. You guys are the best. Uh, like it, share it, send, tell a friend, tell an enemy. I don't care. Tell anyone. Get people listening to this. Um, if you have any comments, questions, topics, all that good stuff, hit me up in the DMs on the Twitters. Um, Rudy with the permit or at Toxic American on Twitter. And that's all. Thanks, guys. Catch you next time.